Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blitz right here on TuneIn, Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio as always, plus on Global Women's Sports Radio, on Spotify, and on Block Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez, here. We're going to be talking NFL 2023 agency. We're going to dive into the situation with the WNFC 2020 with the CEO, Odessa Jenkins. And then we're going to be talking about some of the things that are being canceled. Uh, pretty much globally at this point, and reassessing, especially with the 30-day uh, mandate, once again, for social distancing, especially here in the United States. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit of how that's going to affect the sports world in general. Uh, NBA was supposed to announce they should be coming back, even with no uh, fans in the stands. Uh, we're looking at the NHL reevaluating that as well. So a lot of the uh, normal things that would have distracted us with some sort of tragedy has been taken away from us. So now we have to find other creative means uh, to kind of just put ourselves back into some sort of sanity state so we're not so worried about this virus and taking over our lives and things like that. So confinement, a big deal. But um, overall, uh, everything has everything's the same. Nothing's changed except for another 30-day period. And depending on your state, um, you need to listen to your governor, uh, you know, your mayors, and your uh, state representatives in terms of what they're doing within your state because certain states are not as affected as others as unfortunately New York or California or Washington, as an example, Uh, other states are less prone for certain things. So it's a matter of just doing the basics and hopefully that will kind of subside in terms of the virus. Um, There are things that we can do individually. Uh, We can, you know, wash our hands more frequently, making sure that we're exercising, taking our vitamins, minerals, just helps you out with immunity as well to try to combat something like that. So uh, let's bring in the salty one here, Mackenzie Brooks, who's going to be joining us today. And we've got a big hour here. We're going to be talking to WNFC CEO um, in about 15 minutes in the No Joke Football Huddle. And then we're going to, like I said, dive into NFL Free Agency 2020 for the last 30 minutes. Uh, we're going to be here blitzing for about an hour and then uh, pretty much going back to uh, quarantine confinement. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a fan of all this right now, Oscar. I'm not going to lie. Not, this is just, all this is crazy. And I just, I really hope sports in general gets back on track by the end of April. I mean, I just, we were supposed to have a scrimmage this past Saturday, and obviously that didn't happen. So now I'm a little, I'm a little bit more upset than I was earlier. Yeah. Um, WWCFL officially cancels the uh, Western Women's Canadian Football League season. That was uh, announced yesterday. 
And then uh, Gridiron Australia officially uh, cancels all their seasons, men's and women's, and uh, including the uh, the women's championship that was supposed to take place May 30th through June 6th. So that's one of the big questions we have for uh, OJ coming up here in a couple minutes is uh, where does the WNFC, WFA stand in terms of, you know, are we having a season or not? So that'll be an interesting question for her to kind of dive into. But a lot of the uh, leagues are still kind of like assessing what's going on. And depending on states that are not as heavily affected, more than likely that might shift them to have seasons, you know? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I think once, you know, once we get um, the boss lady OJ on here, you know, for and to get her kind of sad of everything, you know, what they what they've decided so far, I think it's going to play uh, like, like a triple effect, you know, um, you know, kind of going from there and seeing what please I know. Um, the last time we had talked about this, it just had us, you know, all of us on the, the last round table we had, um, we were all, you know, kind of trying to speculate what was, what we thought was going to happen or, you know, what, uh, like some of the options. So, you know, having OJ here in a couple of minutes is going to clear up most of that for us if, in terms of, you know, this current situation. So I'm kind of, I'm nervous because I want her to give us some like, good news and give me something to look forward to. I mean, not just myself, all the other, you know, all the other teams, players, and coaches that are in the WNSD, you know, something to look forward to, um, as well as just, you know, being able to bring a sport back after all this. All right. So there's only a, a certain amount of time, I think, before everybody has to make a decision because of, you know, logistics and commitments and other things that are happening. But I think everybody's pretty friendly, you know, in terms of facilities and other areas. Uh, because we're all in the same boat. This isn't just like a disease that just affects certain people. This technically is affecting everybody. So I think everybody's somewhat understanding if you're going to cancel or not going to play games or et cetera. So, um, Mackenzie, are you, what are you doing? Are you like push-ups, sit-ups? Uh, what are you doing, like uh, upside-down head um, against the wall to try to get yourself motivated? <laughs> I mean, what's what's your routine I mean, in the morning? To be honest, it's been real tough to keep going and stay motivated. But um, last week, I did nothing but garage, old-school garage workouts, so cast iron dumbbells, um, push-up sets, sit-up sets, uh, push-up and and sit-up pyramids, um, doing lots of body weight squats, lots of uh, uh, hang clean, clean and snatches, like, you know, old-school lifting. And then Mm -hmm. this week, I'm hitting – hitting the lake, uh, running the lake three times. So I ran it. Well, I ran it. I ran the lake. Um, our lake here in Des Moines is about, about 2.7 miles. So I ran that entire thing and then walked half of it and then ran stairs for about 20 minutes. So probably going to do the same thing tomorrow just to, you know, keep myself in shape, hopefully trim up a little bit more before, you know, we hopefully get the green light to go. Mackenzie, are you on like on some sort? I wouldn't say a diet, but are you on like some sort of regimen for like protein and things like that? Is that your regimen as well, based on yeah. what you're doing with workouts and stuff? Uh, yeah, I um, I actually before uh, before the you know coronavirus pandemic um, you know skyrocketed across the U.S. I was doing intermittent fasting, 
and then I was um, then I stopped that. So about three weeks ago, I started just doing um, four meals a day. Protein is one of them, and the three is like actual sustained meals. And then I was doing a 24-hour fast sometime within the week. Um, and then I th- I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that 24-hour fast back in there. So like I'll get up, um, take my supplements, have a protein shake. You know, that'll be my first meal. Then go work, you know, work out or run. Then have my, you know, have my, my next meal after that. Um, so I'm trying to keep on like a steady, you know, a steady routine. That way, when we, if and when we do get the green light, I'm not struggling to, you know, come back. Like after, once this all happened, the first like once we all found out that everything was gonna be postponed and everything, I kind of went into like a sl- a slow manic depression because I'm like I don't have like I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything to work for right at this point. I was really considering gaining a bunch of weight, and then I'm just like. I can't do that to myself. That's like self-sabotage. I just, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I know you're tougher than that. You got to, you got to just get creative. You know, you can clean your whole house and, you know, move your stuff around. It's, I, I, I that's what I've been doing the whole, what, two last two weeks in between meetings and all that. It's just kind of like prioritizing, you know, how to get rid of stuff and donate stuff and just, you know, things around the house, rooms. And it just, you, you have no idea how much, crud you have <laughs> probably could donate and get rid of and things like that so just keep myself productive basically um and then you know taking the, the wife and my mother-in-law to doctor's appointments here and there and just things like that so i've been kind of like nothing's really changed for me because i've always been confined because of what i do so mm-hmm. that wasn't a shocker mm-hmm. but i know there's other people that you know were used to going outside or um they're really big on outside activities things like that and so now this is kind of a, you know, a, a change for them to try to be locked down for X amount of hours and trying to figure out what you, what you can do in a, a short confined area. Yeah. I'm, I'm a gym goer and not being able to go to a gym, even having, uh, even being able to not go to the gym here, like at my apartment complex has really been not great for me. So having to come up or having to re-remember you know, the old school way of doing things, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, finding a pull-up bar or a bar to do pull-ups on, you know, planks, stuff like that um, has really been, I mean, it's been effective, but, you know, I'm, you, know, you get yourself into a routine going, you know, for so long, you know, going to the gym, lifting weights, you know, going outside, running, you know, you know going, going somewhere to get a workout in and then having to turn around and, try to think of or try to remember things all the you know while you're at home doing stuff so like that push-up challenge that everybody's been doing like that's been helping um I also found some um some boxing workouts and stuff that I've been adding in with everything with football too so I'm, I'm trying to stay in shape for both sports and it's just I'm not going to say it's hard now because I'm I've been doing it for a little bit and cre- created a routine so you know, consistency is what's going to, you know, keep those results. Anything happening with the your Nighthawks? Are you guys doing any, like, Zoom conferencing or webcast conferencing? Or are you guys keeping tabs or just pretty much just FaceTime with each individual players or anything going on there? I mean, not 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 anything, you know, planned or, like, essentially. I mean, we all have, you know, most of us have each other on social media and, you know, um, Snapchat, things like that. So, you know, we pretty much keep up with each other on social media and then whatever, you know, whatever our front office, whatever information our front office um, 
you know, needs to get to us, they'll you know, they'll either send our team email or you know, send it out through the um um, you know, through our team programming that we use. So, um, so far, nothing official, just other than uh, the initial um, um, meeting that we all had as far as um, all the information with this, you know, when this very first dropped. So, um, I mean, all the new information we're about to get is about to be here in about five minutes you know, when when OJ comes on. So everybody's going to be kind of um, – you know, waiting. Everybody's been waiting to see what's going to happen or what's going to be said. So, I'm really hoping. <laughs> I'm really, really hoping it's good news. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know where the situation lies because if you think about it, you're in a pretty, a pretty pickle because um, a lot of the leagues are just not. They don't want to gamble on you know having the players exposed to this if needed. And then, given the fact that football is so confined together, it's not like basketball where you could probably still play basketball because it's a distancing type of mentality. But in football, you're really, I mean, offensive line, defensive line. It, it, in other words, the distancing is so much closer that there's things that could, you know, jeopardize it. And I think that's really where the Western Women's Canadian Football League statement um, or decision was made based on the fact that, you know, at this point nobody knows how we're going to contain it. Uh, I know we have ideas in terms of, like, you know, from what I hear from – Everything is just, you know, there's medicines in the works. There's things that are being worked, trials. But, you know, those take time and long-term. So taking a season off is not a bad thing. Um, it's a bummer, of course, because we all want to play and we all want sports. But uh, in the all, you know, large picture, uh, it literally doesn't make sense at that point. I mean, I, I think I think in retrospect, and this is just, my speculation, you know, nothing, nothing's been said to me. I don't know a thing as far as any information that's about to be given. Um, this is just my own personal um, speculation. I think in the long run, well, not, well, not really even long run, in, in, in the short term, um, you know, unfortunately, being even being active, whether it's sports or whether it's just, you know, going out to the store, people are going to get exposed to things. There's, almost no way around it. Um, however, this, you know, this pandemic is a little bit, a little bit more, uh, you know, than, you know, your average catching a cold, flu, you know, things of that nature. Um, so I think, um, you know, with leagues and this, you know, leagues and such, you know, starting to make decisions and maybe, you know, possibly starting to set ten of restart dates, um, we'll also take that into consideration as well, you know, um, kind of playing it by ear like we've, like, like we've been just with a little bit more detail. Yeah, I think the major sports will dictate other sports, but in reality, for everybody, and so that's going to be one of the things that are that's going to you know make a decision on it. Um, I'm okay with you know not having so much of uh, the sports mentality at this point because um, I think we understand the bigger perspective. It's not like a nine eleven or it's not like an, some sort of attack or some sort of incident that happened, and now we have to be more mindful of this or that. It's because this is kind of more global, and it's, it's just not confined to one country. So I think if it was just a situation where it just happened, in, in not necessarily in our country only, but if it did, I think we would have looked at it in a different way. Sports wouldn't have been canceled in that way. But because of the magnitude, just not on our our continent, I think it really just puts a, a, a more perspective in terms of shutting everything down, 
especially with certain sports and mostly all sports are shutting down. So. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's, I mean, it's really just going to be, you know, what kind of precautions are being taken now versus what kind of precautions can be taken, you know, if and when seasons and stuff start to resume or, you know, start out for the 2020 season. And like I said, I think uh, sporting organizations world over are going to take, you know, take everything, all those things into consideration, you know, not just one side of it. Um, so like I said, you know, we'll see her in a little bit, you know, where, where the, the WNSC and WFA, you know, front offices have to say. So, you know, hopefully it's, you know, not terrible news and hopefully it's not, you know, bad news. You know, hopefully it, just, it gives us a little bit more of, you know, a little bit more insight into kind of, you know, seeing her playing the waiting game. Yeah, I think really the the whole thing is just uh, we're being basically mandated by, you know, health officials at this point. And once they figure things out and they get a hold of more data and hopefully at that point, like I said, most of the country or the majority of the country is not going to be shut down at some point. It's going to be just, you know, hot, hot beds. And that's kind of understandable, you know, because, you know, you have New York, which is per capita there's a lot more people in New York, you know, than like five different states out of the whole country or six. So that's right. a, a big thing. And then California, of course, you know, Los Angeles and San Francisco. So the bigger the metro, the more concern, of course. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, you have to reallocate. Uh, you know, like when I was in the military, that's one of the things you have to do. You have to shift based on demand. And so I, I think that the reality is going to be that majority of the country or probably, I want to say 60% or 70% of the country will go back to normality, but then there's going to be those, you know, three or four or five states uh, or certain areas, even of a state, like in New York, all of New York's not affected. But, you know, when you say New York city, everybody just assumes it's all, the whole state. It's, it's, but it's basically just, you know, one section of the, or one County of, of the state. All right. Um, I will say on a good note. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to all our fans because we have increased our reach on Apple, on iHeart, and on Spotify. So all that has happened in the last 30 days. And just this month alone, uh, as I announced on my Facebook, we had the biggest sales month in the history of No Joke Football Brand, which was really, really great. So I don't know, uh, Mackenzie, it was because everybody was home and they're bored and they just said, let me just go buy that. Let me go buy it anyways. I was thinking about it, but now I have time. So I don't know if that's what happened, but uh, I would like to thank everybody that did do it, and hopefully they're supporting their stuff, and they're starting the conversation, because as soon as somebody says, what is that? What is No Joke Football? Perfect entry into, let me tell you about what No Joke Football is all about. It's women's tackle football, and then you start the conversation. So hopefully everybody got it. Uh, if you didn't, you can go to um, dazzle.com for slash career beauties. 15% off uh, Zazzle thanks on there or use the better code if it's a higher percent code. So check it out at Zazzle.com forward slash create iron beauties. All right, let's bring in uh, the head of the WNFC, the CEO, Odessa Jenkins, and we're going to be talking to her about this whole coronavirus and COVID-19 and the state of the WNFC as we go into another 30-day social distancing. We're going to bring her in and let's see what she says. Odessa, how's it going? Oh, what's up, you guys? How's my volume? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you guys are good. Um, 
Odessa, we all have the same question. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you've probably already got it either by message or everything else. Is it will we have a season? Yeah, I, I don't. I think for for us, first of all, you know, we're just happy that people are safe and healthy, and um, we've had a couple cases reported in the WNFC of um, people affiliated um, being. Um, associated or um, having the disease themselves. So it, uh, it's definitely no joke, no pun intended. So first I just want to uh, send out, you know, love to all the families that are impacted and going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about it in that way, uh, football, although I love it and um, given a lot of my life to it, um, kind of takes um, takes a backseat when, when you start thinking about life. In that way, um, so whether or not we're going to have a season, I think still remains um, to be seen. I think that you know the decision that we made to postpone the season without a date and um, not get anybody's hopes down, but definitely not get anyone's hopes too high. Um, that we needed to let the rest of the world kind of adapt and allow people to focus on what they should be focused on right now is the health. Um, and wealth of themselves and the health and viability of their families. And so um, we're going to make a decision when we think it's the right time to make a decision. But ultimately, um, right now, uh, we want our players, coaches, and staff to be focused on their families, on their businesses, and on all the other things that are impacted by this uh, terrible pandemic. Odessa, are you working from home as well, or what's your state? Is it something you've shut down, or is it because, you know, we got another 30 days of trying to curb, you know, trying to curb this thing, and the different areas of the country are affected a lot more, of course, uh, New York, some areas of Texas, California, you know, so there's areas in terms of the, the whole country that are probably not as affected in terms of states, in other words, what I mean, so just... To, to give a go to certain states and not others, that's still going to be sort of a big logistic hurdle, right? And even if you get a go at yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest thing. You know, we are working on. So we have a we have a kind of three tiered uh, plan that we're working on at the league level that we've been talking about for a month now. Um, that plan hasn't changed. So we have a no a go no go date in mind for our plan B. Um, mm-hmm. We had a uh, our first plan was obviously based on the first guidance that came out, um, which would have had us, um, you know, most states back in action headed into, um, you know, last week in April, first week in May. Uh, now understanding with new guidance that um, all states are moving differently, but the federal government is giving guidance that we're going to continue this for another 30 days. Um, the way that we've uh, been counseled, and we've been lucky enough to, to have um, counsel from our board and from folks that are associated with leagues much larger uh, than ours that are kind of giving us um, some really good advice. And basically what they're saying is um, add 30 days to whatever um, the go- the government, local and federal, right. is saying. So if federal government saying, hey, it's just like any other business, right? Um, in my other sure, businesses sure. that aren't my sports businesses, 
uh, when I look at my work, if, if things were, were going to go back to normal and social distancing was going to end, it wouldn't stop the loss of revenue. It wouldn't stop all the things that have to happen as a result of um, being in this pandemic. So I think adding 30 days to whatever the local and federal government says would right now put us in a season that starts in June. Um, and so I think that if you look at it from that perspective, um, it isn't a positive outlook. I don't, uh, I'm not a person who believes in um, BSing, but I think that um, the plans that we have in place, whether or not we have a traditional women's football season, I think is going to um, I think it's going to be something that makes our fans and our players and our staffs happy. Um, ultimately, we believe that we're going to play football in 2020. Um, I think we're going to surprise some people with some of the ideas that we've come up with. Got some really smart people associated with our league who aren't um, afraid to take risk. Um, so I think we're probably getting to the point um, we're going to wait until um, mid-April, which was going to kind of be our date to to make another update, um, sorry, late April, to make another update publicly anyway. But if we get to that point and we're still holding on um, to a federal guidance that doesn't even allow states to um, have people come outside until the end of May, then we're probably going to be dealing with our plan, our, third, our plan C, um, which, is, which does not look like a traditional women's football season at all. Uh, Odessa, a total cancellation, is that also in the plans? Like, like the Western Women's Canadian yeah. Football League has decided at this yeah, point absolutely. because it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I so that's an option as well, right? Yeah, I think it's unrealistic to think that um, we would be, you know, that major league, um, ma- major spring league, um, professional leagues um, would have to cancel who have hundreds of millions of dollars in backings and that it wouldn't be an option for us. I think it's absolutely an option for us. Um, it's the last option. It's, it's, it's definitely not one that we have to make a decision on today. Um, but absolutely it's, it's realistic that, that we could not play this season at all. Um, in terms of sponsorships, I think everybody's pretty much in the same boat, right? Everybody understands the, the bigger scope in terms of why you wouldn't have a season and things like that. Yeah, you know, it's um, wild. We have been lucky enough to have sponsors that were with us from day one um, and that have had skin in the game. And um, we've been in in really close contact. Um, Our friends at Adidas are doing some cool things with um, I Find Women and have gotten us involved in that um, to set ourselves up for funding and some other things. So there's some there's some really cool things happening and um, all of our major sponsors have um, heard all three of our plans, A, B, and C, and are on board for all of them. Um, So I think that, you know, we're lucky that we have sponsors that are in a position um, to be able to wait this out with us. Dessa, how you, uh, are you adjusting? Because I know you're always on the go, right? Is this something changes for you after being at home so much or? I know you were playing uh, sticker, sticker ball the other day. It's terrible, man. It's it's terrible, horrible. It's horrible, terrible. <laughs> like it, I'm, uh, I'm 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 struggling, right? I'm, I'm a person who's used to go 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 and being in and out of the house and having two computers and two phones going and blowing up and um, 
things are blowing up just in a different way, right? There's a lot of, um, you know, planning going on for a lot of what ifs, and I'm not, just like everybody else in the world right now, I'm not used to not being in control of so many things. Um, So I think that, you know, and as an extreme extrovert, I'm used to, you know, being around my players and being around my team and being around my employees. And, yeah, I miss the people in my life. I, I miss football. Um, and so uh, I haven't gone without football in a very long time. So this is this is hard for sure. Yeah, the adjustments. Uh, if you're not used to home life, especially if you got kids, it's even worse because now you got to come up with uh, being a teacher and and some sort of entertainer <laughs> for about nine hours. Yeah. No, I think it's the people say they love it. You know, uh, there's a lot of yeah. introverts that love being at home. I. I love my home. I'm blessed enough to have a peaceful home, and I have a lot of love here. Uh, but I'd be lying my ass off if I told you that I love being in the house every day. Like it's just, I don't. Yeah, I, it's it's tough. It's a tough adjustment. I think it's because it's kind of like an instant adjustment. It wasn't like that choice. <laughs> let's get adjusted or let's weed it weed down a little bit. You know, it's kind of like when you retire, you get a retirement period, and then you're like, okay, and I got, I got some time to get adjusted to this. Now this was kind of like mandated instantly, so it's a change for a lot of people. Um, Odessa, what what are the teams? Uh, are, are they communicating with you? Are on the same boat at this point in terms of uh, state by state? In other words, what I mean, uh, there's some states obviously they're not as uh, heavily mandating, you know, like uh, the shutdown or shelter in place. While others, like some of the big metro areas, obviously that's more of a, a demand. In other words. Yeah, I think we're we're staying in touch with all of our teams. There's some of them that are that are, you know, that like I said, when we talk about the focus and why we decided that we were going to postpone um the start of the season and and not give anybody a date or anything because we really wanted people to focus on what was happening in their lives and in their families like there's um there's there's cities like, you know, Washington, the DC area and uh Washington state um, that are significant, you know, Atlanta. We have we have mm-hmm. we have um, we have teams in some of the, the the places that are mostly most impacted by this by this pandemic. Um, so you know, there are a lot of epicenters that are popping up every single day. There's a new epicenter. So I think that we wanted people to really be able to focus on what was happening with their families and their lives and their jobs. Um, but, yeah, we're in touch with them every single day. Um, a new team is providing us some local guidance or some information that's helping us to kind of guide what decisions that we make short and long term. All right. The reason I wanted to bring you on because uh, I got a lot of requests for people wanting to hear it from you specifically, you know, and just from the voice itself. And uh, you've always been a very accommodating. So uh, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on and letting us know exactly you know, where the WNFC stands and the options that the league will decide on, uh, given, obviously, uh, further mandate. So, you know, beyond 30 days at this point, uh, your ideal would be June. And if, if even if it happens then, is that your, that's what you're telling us now? Yeah, I think even if it happens then. So we, like I said, we have a, we have a, we have a date internally, um, that heads into May that is our kind of go or no go date. Um, and based on what we're looking at right now, I mean, because things could change every day, right? We know what the guidance mm-hmm. is today. 
Um, but just like things could get a lot worse, things could get a lot better, right? There are, with all the, the tests being distributed, I think that we're going to have a better understanding of how, how bad this thing really is and, and be able to make some decisions as federal and local government and private and public entities then. Um, so I think for us, we're not in a position where we have to make a decision right now, but we do have to plan. And so our plans right now definitely take us past May. Um, and we, you know, and, and maybe even past June. So we're looking at, um, like I said, probably our plan C right now, uh, which isn't traditional, uh, which will be some more crazy WNFC stuff that we've come up with, but I think will be um, satisfying to both our fan base, our sponsors, and more importantly, our players, our coaches, and our staff. All right, so great season last year. Um, I was. If you guys are planning to do anything in terms of replays on the WNFC website or anything like that, or just you know, kind of like video, so people can still go back and kind of re- revisit the, two, uh, the the previous season. So I don't know if you guys are even you know, brainstorming that at all. Yeah, we got a couple things going on where we are. Um, our WNFC TV site and standing that back up. Um, we have all of our games um, that we did on WNFC TV on Saturdays um, and with our simulcast and Bobic Michael and his team are actually working on some really cool stuff with the rebroadcast of the nine cup, as well as um, rebroadcast of every um, Saturday night event that we had on WNFC TV. Um, so that's going to all come and be broadcast on our socials as well as our website and our YouTube. We really appreciate that because I think the WFA was doing the same thing, uh, starting to re, you know, rebroadcast the championship games um, and trying to just, you know, just to keep us, us fans, you know, kind of re- re- reminiscing about the, the good season and the exciting season that was last season. So uh, you guys had a lot of, a lot of highs in terms of, you know, digital media a lot of exciting yeah. close games. So it's it's kind of nice that we can kind of revisit. It's similar to what the NFL is trying to do right now, which is kind of just rebroadcast some of the exciting games from the previous season. It also keeps us uh, kind of, uh, you know, hyped up for when the season does kick off. Yeah, you know, I think we conceptually we have, um, you know, we're doing some things with content a little differently. Um, you know, our games and our content from last year is super important. Uh, but we're also not giving up on content for 2020. So we got an awesome branding and marketing team. You know, we're doing things like the camp, um, trying to think outside the box versus just posting, you know, YouTube clips. We really want to get smart about how we can engage our fans. You know, we have our highest engagement rates ever over the last three months. Um, in our league. Um, so although, um, you know, our following is super, super engaged, tens of thousands of people are engaging in our pages um, every day. So we really are trying to be smart how, on how to bring new content and really how to turn our players um, and coaches and, and really put them in spotlight positions where the world and the fan base can get to know their names. So our, you know, immediate next step is to, engage our players and, and, and keep them going and uh, give them new fresh things to do and give our fans new fresh things to do, which is why we're doing the virtual camp. Uh, we're going to have a really cool thing come out after um, that's 
related to content that we're collecting from every player and team in the WNSC um, that's going to be spotlighting our players. Um, and then after which we're going to have um, some really fun um, game show stuff that we're doing with Bo McMichael as well. So we're, we're actually um, still focusing on how to get 2020 content and get some stuff out there. Um, we're also doing some stuff at the team level with individual videos related to some of the social stuff that's going on. So I, I, I haven't given up on 2020 content. I still think that there's a really great opportunity. Um, I think revisiting games and doing all that stuff is awesome, but I think there's a lot of content that should could still be had and shared that's being created in 2020. Well, it sounds like there's just a lot of things in the works. The virtual camp sounds like a great idea because it sort of keeps everybody kind of uh, honed in. Um, and if you if you do that, uh, you know, in in a nice uh, gathering setting, it also gives everybody an idea of where you know where we're headed, especially with all these doubts and everything that's still up in the air. Yeah, we're excited about it. We're gonna do it. You know, the same team that that um, handles WNSC TV is gonna handle the virtual camp. Um, so it's going to be live and a lot of really cool technology that we've been able to use in the WNFC. Um, they're going to be um, posting it from our website. It'll be going from our website as well as our um, Facebook page. So anybody will be able to tune in to a really established coach player um, sharing. There's some really cool people that are getting involved with this that are going to share some of their insights to football and it's going to make us all better. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it as much as I miss football I can't wait to hear, uh, you know, John Konecki talk about um, offense one-on-one to women's football or um, hear Coach Rick Rasmussen um, break down the triple option. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be something that's never been done before. I'm looking forward to it. Vanessa, um, at this point, um, we have so many so many things just that went so right last year that, it, you know, it's kind of a damper that we don't, you know, because of, the coronavirus, of course, because of the way the impact will on it. But, I mean, all of us, we're kind of – all fans are bummed out. You know, NBA, no NBA, no NFL, no WNFC, no WFA. It's sort of like this bummer of a summer in a, in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, there is a reality to it. Of course, it's – like you said, this is – sports is great, but it's not, you know, the most important thing that we have to deal with. Um, but, you know, it's it's great that you come on and give us some sort of calmness and – and let us know that we have some opportunity, uh, you know, to either get a season in, or if not, we're going to be doing other things that uh, we can stay engaged with the league as well. Yeah, listen, um, this all is a cherry on top, right? We got up, we got breath, we moving our limbs, we got an opportunity to go win the day. So um, I know that the world is in a place where um, we got a lot of first, a lot of first that people aren't expecting. Uh, no NBA, uh, no MLB, um, no no hockey and all these things and women's football being impacted. But the truth is that we're still in control over the thing that matters most, and that's how we all react to this. I see this all as an opportunity um, for us to get better, for us to strategize, and when it's time for us to go, we're going to go. But, like, I don't – I'm not down at all, Oscar. I think the fact that we're going to be focused on getting better as people and our families and our businesses and strategizing better – and that, you know, I just got off of a um, chalk talk with my players and we're going over new formations and that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, the longer you let a really good cook in, be in the kitchen, um, the better their recipes, the better they're going to be for, for their customers when it's, once it's time to serve them up. 
And so in the WNRC, that's how we're that's how we're treating it, man. We're just really good chefs being in the kitchen and practicing our craft. And when it's time for you to let us out, um, we're going to be better than we were before. All right. So individual team mandates are basically uh, players doing their own routines and, and doing their things at home. And uh, so you guys are having just what every team's probably having individual team, team meetings in some, some format, either via zoom or webcast or some sort of uh, FaceTime, right? Yeah, so when we came out a uh, month ago and um, announced our season was being postponed, we act, we all um, actually, as a league, um, also mandated that there would be no team practicing, and we were doing social distancing before local and federal governments asked us to. As soon as one of our teams was impacted by social distancing guidelines, we implemented things so that all of our teams would be moving as one. So one thing I love about this league is that, you know, um, the 20 teams in this league came together and said, listen, we're not going to practice if if there's teams out there that can't practice. We're going to be in a position where um, we're going to all be moving together. Um, And that's exactly what we all did. So, um, right now, everybody's obviously working virtually because that's what's happening around most of the uh, most of the country. But we have a mandate as a league that until everybody can get out there as a team and practice, then nobody's going to be practicing. So it's more like uh, chalk, chalk talk classroom and st- strategic things, which makes everybody better anyway. So it's more study time and allows you to kind of absorb all that. All right. So, Odessa, let me bring in Mackenzie before we let you go here. I really appreciate your time. Um, so, Mackenzie, go ahead. OJ, what's up, bud? What's happening, Mackenzie? Oh, I'm I'm hating all of this. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. I've been I I have been down. I am one of those people that has been down about this. I'm just like you. I have not gone without football for a very long time, and it's starting to drive me nuts. Um, I don't like this this whole waiting. I'm not a fan of it. Not gonna lie. Um, but I mean, I understand you know, the magnitude of all of this. And I understand, um, you know, there's, gonna there's a right, process. Man. It's going to be all good. Yeah, it'll be good. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Uh, I'm just like, I feel like I can only lift so many weights and do so much running before <laughs> I get another urge to hit somebody. And I don't, I don't even, I don't even have kickboxing right now either. So I'm just like, all right, well, now what, what am I going to do? <laughs> what is there? Like, what we'll get a grab it ball. Do? That's what I did. Go grab a grab a ball and you'll be fine. Yeah, man, get you get you a velcroy ball thingy. I need one of those. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, seriously. Huh. So I I just have one question um, as far as this whole um, this pandemic concerned. So, what for the front office has been the hardest the hardest thing to try to process about all this or try to just get through um, in terms of you know. Um, making a plan, you know, making a tentative plan and, um, you know, coming up with everything that you, that you guys have come up with so far? Yeah, I think that we, we deal, you know, because of our model um, where we, um, we're in a position where we have to go um, get revenue or find money from somewhere in order to make our league go. You know, we don't um, collect funding from our teams. So um, we actually give funding to our teams. There's a lot of investments that we've all, we had already made prior to this pandemic happening. Thousands and thousands of dollars um, had been spent 
Um, and so I think that for us, knowing that and then knowing we're going to have gaps and then knowing that there were things that were going to generate revenue that are no longer existing, we are in positions just like every other small business. So I think the first thing was that, like, um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to operate um, in a certain way. And, and just like, you know, the bar down the street who can't open, um, we're, we're very similar. So how do we there's a lot of ancillary things to our businesses, vendors and that kind of stuff, right? If we want to throw up stores or do that kind of stuff that are impacted that we can't just go do anymore. So I think that was the first part is um, we were on a pretty good momentum in terms of having a plan to be able to operate in the season and sponsors. And it's crazy because, you know, we have sponsors like sending us information about funding, like on the day that, the president comes out and says, okay, well, we're shutting everything down. So it's like, okay, I guess we're not getting that check. So there's certain things that we um, had in the work. So I think the biggest, the first big thing is like how to keep responsibility to the things that we promised and how to, how to know what promises we weren't going to, we aren't going to be able to achieve because the funding is in there or whatever. So I think that's the, that was, that was one big thing. And then the next thing was making sure our teams are good, right? Like, um, I think I heard Oscar speaking about it before. There's some businesses that aren't going to recover from this. Like, we got to be realistic. We're in a world of, um, of of amateurism that we're trying to build to professionalism. So in some cases, if this isn't bringing somebody money, they can't do it anymore. Um, so a lot of teams, coaches, staff are going to be hit. Businesses, their teams are going to change as a result of this, the, 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 the impact of this pandemic's having on their operation. So that's the other thing is, you know, do we have, do we still have 20 teams in place that look the same, that can still move the same way, that can still do the same things? Because then that impacts our ability to move and do certain things. So those are, you know, the the, the, the hardest parts um, of navigating, but I think we're doing a really good job um, at the league office, got some really smart people. And then our teams, man, I can't say enough about the owners and the players and the coaches in this league and how they're um, trying to be really smart about thinking about um, and being realistic about thinking about how we move as one. Yeah, this is um, oh, this entire thing, and not even just sports-related in general, just life, I feel like, has come to a standstill because of all this, you know, everyday things, even, you know, going outside to water your plants or going out to your car, you know, something, you know, simple of that nature, you know, has kind of come to a, a stop in all this because of this pandemic. And I feel, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, different, you know, everywhere, every place in America or the globe is going to be affected differently. Um, and that's kind of what I told Oscar was that I think that's what, as far as sports is concerned, I think that's what's going to be the kicker um, as far as, you know, making those decisions about, um, you know, postponing seasons, restarting seasons, things of that nature, really just depends on the, the geographical landscaping of where, you know, your team or entity may be at. Yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, we, we got to be realistic, right? Like, think about how much women's football relies on the school system, right? Um, facilities, you know, if, if, if schools are closing and, closing for the year, you know, are contacts still around? Can you still get fields? 
um, the travel industry and how hard the travel industry was was hit. There's going to be bus companies that will not be in business um, this summer, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Forget a bus company, the airlines, right? So it's so. I just think about there. There are so many pieces of this that make having a traditional women's football season complicated. Um, that we just have to be realistic about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Like I said, you know, I just saw something on television yesterday about how uh, airline service is just, and that's you know, one of the biggest entities of traveling. You know, airports, airlines, you know, ticket sales, things of like that have gone down. I think I think the number was like ninety seven percent since this entire thing has gone on. And my my mouth hit the floor because I was just like, that's so crazy that one of the you know one of the biggest uh, biggest industries as far as um, you know revenue and 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 jobs has gone down ninety seven percent. That's just crazy to even think about. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why I think about if you. If you in some ways, being small and being nimble is helpful, right? And that's that's why I think for us, um, you know, to still be holding out is because we're small and nimble in some ways. But in other ways, we are impacted by some of these larger industries, the travel industry, um, what's happening in schools in particular, um, basically not, you know, some of the nonprofit stuff that's going on. A lot of our teams fundraise through their nonprofits. And um, I'm in the nonprofit business in my nine to five, and the impacts to the nonprofit world are tremendous. Um, so there's got to be a really a, a, a huge strategy around fundraising and all these things that um, that a lot of teams and a lot of people do that 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 will help us make make the right decision. Yeah, you know, and I think I think for all of us, it's just you know we live in the world in a world where we kind of want answers right now, or at least want a plan or something to, to look forward to, you know, to, to work towards us stuff, you know, feeling like we're at a standstill. And that's what everything, not just, you know, sports, that's every entity and every thing in general that's been, um, you know, that's been affected by this. So, you know, I am done picking your brain for the moment. I don't think I really have anything else. You know, you kind of just, you just, pretty much, you know, covered everything that I was really wondering, so. No problem. Yeah, man, I hate the wait, too. Um, and I think for us, again, there's some there's some key indicators for us to, to be looking at, particularly the impacts on our teams and the impact of, on our players. Um, but you guys will hear from us, um, you know, that we're not afraid to, to lead the way we never have been. Um, and so I think that when we feel like time's right, we'll communicate. Um, with the public, and 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 we'll go from there. But I just hope everybody stays safe and um, uses this time to get better because that's what it's about. It's an opportunity to get better, and that's what we're gonna do. Odessa, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I know you know you got other stuff going on and all this busy stuff, but uh, really, really appreciate you coming on and uh, just giving a, a positive message to the fans of the WNFC uh, and the athletes. And in terms of, you know, the state of the game, in terms of the league, at this point, like you said, we're tentatively waiting for anything new. So 30 days out, we're looking at June probably at this point, if anything happens. Um, so we won't know. Like you said, everything changes day to day. Hopefully we get some sort of handle on this from some of the things that I've been hearing from in terms of medical research and everything. Hopefully 
you know, that 30 days is going to be enough to get some sort of handle on it. But uh, it looks like this is going to be a long-term situation for 2020. And uh, the bigger picture obviously will dictate that. But we really, really appreciate you making the time and coming on and uh, letting us know what's going on with the WNFC. For sure. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate you all. And congratulations on your um, on your achievement this month, Oscar. That's a big deal. I know you work your tail off. So um, good to see you still can you, thriving. Can you believe that? Really good. You believe that? No, no I can't like, believe it. Actually, I can't. It's COVID nineteen, um, and I'm and and I I'm my biggest sales month. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no, it's, How does that it's, happen? Um, it's something we talk about all the time. Is like, um, you know, people buy what they love and uh, what they're with, you know, what they're associated with, and we're seeing it in other places too. So, yeah, man, no, I I think it's a it's a really cool thing to see. Appreciate it. Um, so, you know, stay uh stay safe. Uh, I know you're uh, doing your best out there, and we all appreciate what you're doing and. Uh, just great to hear from you in terms of the state of the WNFC, and we'll look forward to any changes or updates. And you can go to WNFCfootball.com or you can go to the Facebook page at WNFC on Facebook. So, Odessa, thank you once again. No worries, man. You guys have a good night. All right, Mackenzie right there, the boss of the WNFC, uh, Odessa Jenkins. And so, uh, well, I mean, what else are you going to say, right? Uh, we still have hope. We don't know 30 days from now if something comes up and they got they find a better combination of medicines and cures and it literally changes everything, right? Or we're still in square one. And like you said, we might have to revisit in June. So either way, uh, not officially canceling the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's good to hear that it's not officially canceled. So that you know, that makes me feel a little bit better. But I still like I I want more personally. But I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in thirty days. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you kind of like you said, we just got to you know keep keep being patient, which is something I'm not real great at. So this <laughs> this whole waiting thing is not for me. I'm not with it. Um, but you know, I like her analogy of. You know, the, the best chefs, you know, are constantly in the kitchen. You know, and she said she was having chop talks with her team, you know, going over formations and stuff. Um, and, I mean, she's absolutely right. You know, the best things come, you know, with proper preparation. So even with the, you know, even with this hitch in the world right now, the best things you know will come with proper pre- preparation. And at this point in my life, I feel like if I keep going down the same path that I'm going down as far as working out and and you know, hitting you know, hitting the lake. I don't feel like I'm going to be playing anybody's on anybody's defensive line because I'm going to be so darn thin, and I'm just not. I'm going to lose all my muscle mass, and I'm not going to be very. I'm not going to be very effective in my position. So I feel like if they give us another thirty days, I may just drastically change, you know, uncontrollably. And I think that's a okay, woman. You're, but... gonna, you're going to be leaner and meaner. You're going to be more salty. <laughs> That's, um, that's what's going to happen. There's always salt, all the time. That's, that's I know, but... Dude, I don't think you can get more salty. I mean, you could, wow. maybe. Uh, and Mackenzie, before we go into NFL 2020, uh, my God, I mean, I don't, under- I don't understand. You were laughing for hours this week on your Facebook page. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? You got me laughing. I was just scrolling, <laughs> and then I heard your video, and it says live, and I go on there, and I'm like... What is she? What is she talking about? And then I then I watched that video and, what? That was hilarious. 
totally hilarious. I was crazy. You know, I in in <laughs> I can't stop watching again. And it was so last year I had I had shared the same video. Last year was the first time I I had seen the video itself. Um, I heard you. Yeah, it, I think it. it it was yeah. So it like the first that the first time last year was when I when I shared it was when I had first seen the video, and I was like I was like like I know the tune of that song, but I couldn't like, remember what the actual song is. So I played the video, and I was like, is this gonna sound bad if I share it? Because I mean the, the video is real, is literally called an ode to white people, and I was just like, oh, this is gonna sound really bad coming from like me. So I didn't like I was not like I was like. I was like, whatever, I'm going to share we it. We do anyway. like cheese. So then, I will tell you that. I did mention yeah. that. We do like queso, so we're all good. Oh, uh-uh. see? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I was just like, oh, my God, this this video is full of, like, Caucasian stereotypes. I'm just like, this is yes, not me was. saying any of this. This is all him. And I was like. I'm white Spanish. No. It didn't offend me. Cause I'm not real white, but I'm Spanish white on my dad's side. It still affected me. I love that. Well, like, and I just was like, I had watched. I think the night before I did that video, I was, I had watched it probably at least ten times just because it's. And I thought it was that funny. So I'm like, it I don't know how many people know about this. It's a very so hilarious I'm gonna video. go on Facebook, right? You know, I was like, I was like, instead of spreading salt, I was gonna go on on your know, Facebook and share some laughter. And I learned from the jump. I started. I could not stop laughing. It was just. It really was. And then people were just like, like I was you know, kind of putting bits and pieces of, you know, parts of that video on my Facebook. And I actually put that, I spent 1500 bucks on a dog on my Facebook. And people were like, oh, my God, what kind of dog? And I was like, like, I was really just, like, cracking up. And I'm like, okay, guys, I didn't actually spend that much money on a dog. Um, and and so I was like, you guys have to go watch my live video or go find this video on my page to understand what why I'm putting what I'm putting all right, yeah, so we need yeah. to invite everybody to the page so they can check it out, and then they can just have to you. That's that's how. Yeah, in fact, so I'm probably going to reshare it just because. Absolutely. No, it was it was great. So I, I encourage everybody to go. I mean, if you get offended, <laughs> oh well, as my grandfather would say, tough on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, um, Mackenzie. Uh, Tom Brady is no longer in New England, now in Tampa Bay. We have no idea where Cam Newton is going to land, and pretty much almost every player uh, in Carolina that the fans probably cared about is gone. So a lot of changes there. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, where is he going to land? Is it Arizona? Is it, I don't know. At this point, everybody's speculating where he's going to land. But Tom Brady definitely in Tampa Bay. Uh, not a shocker. I think we talked about how Gazelle likes the, you know, the Florida weather, and she's from Brazil, so kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I actually thought he was going to end up with Mike Vrabel the Titans. I really did. Um, so him going, him leaving, him leaving New England didn't surprise me. Where he ended up shocked me a little bit. Um, because I know he has a, a close relationship with Mike Vrabel over there in Tennessee, so I think you know, I me being me, I was like, well, you know, you already have, you still have a pretty good relationship with you know, with Vrabel. Why not, you know, why not take your talents down there? Um, and you already have, you already have pieces put together um, as far as you know, 
running back Derrick Henry. I mean, him and Tom Brady together would be phenomenal. I mean, holy cow. Um, but you but have Tannehill. I think, I think, There's no way that would have worked. You had Tannehill there. Tannehill's the savior. I think Brady's over the hill. Uh, Tom, Maybe that's how the Titans I think at Tom it. Brady. I think Tom Brady still takes the starting spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is they already had paid up that big money uh, for Tannehill, so it's sort of like uh, I don't think they're going to go that route. Tampa Bay makes sense because they were having so many quarterback issues with Winston that this is a stable quarterback mentality. Yeah, you know, and I think that that was that was probably the kicker as far as uh, you know if they were going to be able to sign Brady or not with the fact that you know Jameis Winston has not been very consistent. At, I mean, really at all. Um, Can we say mess? Two three years. He's been a mess. Okay. And so yeah. I think Bruce Arians. I was trying to be Bruce nice. Arians. I think wanted his uh, Kurt Warner, so he got Kurt Warner in Tampa in Tampa Bay via Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, and I again, it didn't really. It, it surprised me that it didn't surprise me that he left New England. I I thought he was. I actually thought he was gonna. Tom Brady was gonna make his exit last season, but I knew he still had one. You know, had that had last season left on his contract before he was a free agent. Um, and I think I think the thing that really shocked most people was hearing it come out of Tom Brady. You know, hearing it come from Tom Brady himself saying that he was leaving New England. So I don't think. I think now that you know, now that he's you know made that announcement, and now that he's down, that he will be playing for, um, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the entire demographic of that that division changes. I agree with the the, the moves. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to be much improved. Uh, Bruce Arians, when he had Warner in them, uh, was playing pretty well in terms of a stable quarterback. Um, I think they just they needed that. They really needed that. Um, does it moggle, uh, you know, boggle your mind that DeAndre Hopkins somehow gets traded to Arizona? It just—I don't know—but uh, with yeah. Kyle Murray, a good fit, I guess. You know, I love me some Kyler Murray. I really do. And and, and most of my Oklahoma Sooner friend fan base also girl knows crush on that Kyler I love Murray. Kyler talking Murray. Girl, girl, yes, talking girl I crush love him. him. Yes, wow. I love Kyler Murray, and not even the not even the fact because I have a girl crush on him. It's the fact that he's a good player. Like he's five. Mm-hmm. He loves, I mean, he's about, he's a little taller than I am, five eleven, six foot. Um, I mean, he has a cannon for an arm, and it basically is like a, you know, pint. I hate using pint size because he's not he's not small, but compared to you know the the bigger name NFL quarterback, he is a smaller built quarterback, but. He's mm-hmm. he's a miniature Bo Jackson, like literally. He's the only he's one of the only players in history to be drafted first round in in the MLB draft and first round in the NFL draft. I mean, he's talented, and people don't understand that. And it took me it took me about three games into um, Kyler's senior season at Oklahoma to realize what he actually can do. So, and I've been I've been a Kyler Murray since. You know, since since following him, I mean, I followed him a little bit when he was on the Elite Eleven um, after high school. So um, I knew I knew a little bit about him already, but seeing him literally pick apart defenses left and right and still have no, still be one of the fastest moving players on a field is still beyond me. So I think having him and DeAndre Hopkins together 
um, in Arizona is going to do some damage. It's going to be crazy. He gets four. Houston, I don't know what's going on with Bill O'Brien, but there's a lot of people that not to, not liking this guy in terms of being the coach and the general manager. He gives up the best receiver they've had. He only gets, what, four round uh, four uh, uh, round picks, and he gets David Johnson. David Johnson, I, I, I know he's a good back, but he's also injury prone now. So, you know, when you do the trade off of it, uh, um, O'Brien's going to get, a, what, four four round fourth round picks that doesn't I don't know that doesn't make if you're a Houston fan doesn't make you very comforting you know what I mean yeah you know I mean and and like you said David David Johnson you know is a solid back he really is even for being you know being on the old the you know older side of um you know a running back's expectancy in the NFL and him being injury prone um, I think is what's going to get the, the negative connotation or reaction from Houston in that trade, um, you know, from DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in NFL football period. And to trade, to trade, you know, to, for Houston to trade him to the Cardinals in return for David Johnson, um, I guess maybe, they, they, you know, the Texans were, I guess, more or less looking for that veteranship out of a running back, which I can totally understand. You know, then you then you go get somebody like this, you know David Johnson for that for that matter alone. Um, but I mean, if you're you know if you're trying to you know win now and you know keep your team relevant as far as playoffs and wild card are concerned, not real sure that that's your best you know best option for trade. But you know we also you know we also just speculate as fans we're not in you know, we're not in those front offices. So I guess it's hard to tell. All right. So Miami's got a boatload of money. Uh, Tom Brady has left New England. It is Buffalo and Miami's division. Because I don't even think the Jets are in contention in, or even a conversation. So do you give, at this point, do you feel like maybe Miami's going to be a better situation where they can own the AFC East? Uh, see, I don't they're making far. money. They they gave up a lot of money. They picked up uh, Byron Jones, the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. They also made uh, some signings. Uh, Ted Karras. They got Emmanuel Oba. They got Kyle Van Van Voy. They're waiting on whether they're going to pay Eric Flowers because he wants, I guess, ten million at this point. But uh, at this point, as it stands, so depending on what the Dolphins do at quarterback. Uh, somewhat will dictate the division in terms of who's going to win. But my money's on Buffalo right now because they just uh, they added Stephon, Stephon Diggs. They added uh, Mario Addison. They also added Quentin Jefferson. So if I had to pick a team for the AFC East with the non-Brady factor, I guess Buffalo would be the team. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you there. Buffalo, I, I actually forgot Buffalo picked up Stephon Diggs. I'm not even going to sit here and let you. And with that being said, I I think they're going to be, you know, factoring in not having Brady over there in um, in New England anymore. I think it's going to be either Buffalo or or even the Jets. Maybe not. I'm I'm more or less sold on Buffalo than I am the Jets. But I mean, well, you, you look know, at Buffalo. The NFL is a talented league. You look at Buffalo McKenzie, and, and what do you get? You get Josh Allen, up-and-coming quarterback, Stephon Diggs with the good playmaker. They added on defense as well, Quinton Jefferson, 
Vernon Butler, and like I said, Mario Addison to the front line. So this is basically um, New England's main challenger, if you want to call it that, because we have no idea what Belichick's going to do with, I think it's Brian Hoyer. So we'll see if Brian Hoyer is oh, yeah. the, the Brady. Uh, so a lot of question marks in terms of, you know, the marriage is over, right? This is the divorce. Are we going to see the new marriages, whether in Tampa or New England, stay the same? You know, are, the question is, will Tom Brady elevate the, the Buccaneers to a playoffs state? Or will you know, England stay the same with another, with the new quarterback, or, you know, as most people would say, Belichick made, makes Brady, you know, and a lot of people debate, oh, well, no, it's Brady that made Belichick. So we're going to find out in this upcoming season, you know, between a, what a Tampa Bay does and what a new England uh, does as to which one is, which one's going to be the answer basically. Yeah. And, you know, I think the the argument as far as, Belichick Brady is concerned um, will be a never-ending one, and I don't actually think we're going to get you know a concrete answer because it literally, you know, in order for a player to next year, if Hoyer's a bust next year, uh, Mackenzie, the answer will be what that it was Brady, right? If Hoyer's a bust, if Hoyer takes the New England Patriots to the playoffs and keeps the same system, then we're going to say it's a Belichick, right? It's Belichick. Yeah, so you know, like it's, 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 it's only really two ways you can look at it. it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, um, and I think what what uh, New England fans are going to expect is they're going to expect the same result that Brady has given them for the past, you know, six seasons, you know, going into the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl, you know, back and forth, back and forth, um, and, and that's just not going to be. It's just not realistic because. Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer is not Tom Brady. What do you mean he's not Tom Brady? He's going to be a Tom Brady. That's why I'm I'm telling you right now. He's going to be a Tom Brady because Belichick. So we'll see if Hoyer can be the Tom Brady. I don't think Pats fans are that confident right now. Just like you right no, now, not. you're doubting. I'm not not at all. Yeah, I'm not. It's not even so much doubt. It's just the fact that making a making a turnaround like that so quick is I'm not I'm not going to say it's unrealistic because it's not like I said it's the NFL it's the elite of you know of the elite you're there for a purpose you know you're on a team because you can you know you can play or you've shown somebody that you have some kind of promise that can be molded and I think that's what's going to get people is with Brian Hoyer he is a coachable quarterback so I think him being in the Belichick system is going to do wonders for them. I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as people would like it to or think it's going to happen. All right. Um, New Orleans has always had this, you know, they get shafted in the playoffs. Somehow it doesn't work out for them. Um, so it looks to me like they pick up Emmanuel Sanders from San Francisco, but Emmanuel Sanders is a good player, but I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is at the top of his game anymore. So I, I don't know at this point. I mean, he only caught, I think, 36, uh, 36 passes for about 500 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, either he's in the wrong system – he was either in the wrong system in San Francisco in terms of utilization, or will he be more of a weapon alongside uh, Michael Thomas? So if they can use him correctly, he could be a decoy, and maybe New Orleans is, uh, takes advantage of that. New Orleans is always the team to me that to watch 
out, you know, outside of your own team. I just, I mean, me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I am, I'm pretty at peace with things that are happening in Dallas. I'm not, you know, I'm not too up or too down about it. Um, I'm more or less, you know, I'm more or less right now looking at, um, you know, looking at teams on the out, you know, teams on the outside, teams that that we play, and New Orleans happens to be one of them. So, you know, seeing Drew Brees do, you know, did what he did last year, you know, as far as now holding, you know, the all-time passing record, and you know, having Michael Thomas there and having all those new pieces, New Orleans is going to be pretty scary still. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, the the reason I'm saying is their history sort of like always puts them in some sort of pickle where they just fall short. And so it's like, even if you add an additional Sanders to the weapon, I don't know if that's going to be even a, you know, a key to get you over the top at this point. But um, uh, Mackenzie, the chargers finally let go of Phillip rivers. Rivers is gone. Melvin Gordon is gone. It's not like they had any fans anyways. So coming from a Rams fan, but you know what I mean? Well, and actually, my my younger brother is a Char- is a Chargers fan, Are you and I still have yet to ask him how he feels. I swear, he uh, he is on, and his reasoning is because he was a he was a big Ladainian Tomlinson fan. But he, I mean, he's been a Chargers fan since. Uh, I mean, he's twenty six, twenty seven now. So he he's been he's been an LT he's been an LT fan for since he was a child. So. Um, I, and I still have yet to ask him how he feels about that. I, for one, was kind of shocked that Melvin Gordon is gone. Uh, Philip Rivers, you know, essentially, you know, you know, the it was time, right? Philip Rivers is time. Been, yeah. If you really think about it, it's, yeah, like, I, it's about time, right? So we get Tyrod Taylor in, at center. You let go of Gordon. You sign Austin Eckler, and then you French, uh, franchise tag Hunter Henry, which is which makes sense. Um, so I don't know this. This charge, new look Chargers. I mean, if you look at your little crystal ball, what do you think, Taylor and and Eckler? I mean, and Henry. Yeah, pretty, pretty young. In other words, their tradition, their transition to a young team, basically. Yeah, and and I, to be honest, I think at this point that's what the Chargers need. You know, essentially to to kind of rebuild any kind of winning rapport or record as far as. Um, you know, their, their team and, and franchise is concerned. Um, having Hunter Henry, though, is really good for them. He just needs – he's got to have somebody to give him the ball. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not even sure who – I'm not sure who is, who is even down there as far as, you know, QB2, three options. Because I've always, I've always only ever heard of Philip Rivers being down there. Yeah, and, and I think the change there is needed. Um, transition is needed for them. Uh, their fan base, they're going to move into the new stadium with the Rams, so they need to have some sort of, you know, new look, if you want to call it. Uh, Phillip Rivers, I think, over it's, it's over already. Uh, great, great quarterback. Sort of like Dan Fouts in a way, where, like, you're just going to remember Phillip Rivers as, a, as an all-time charger, but it's not like he did anything mm-hmm. in terms of playoffs or getting him to the next next level. Yeah, you know, and and I hate this is gonna make me sound very uh, like like I'm not against Phil Rivers, and I never have been. I've always been, you know, thought he was a pretty decent quarterback. Um, I I always thought that he was gonna be a you know a Chargers lifer, uh, you know, 
<laughs> like I thought he was going to, you know, essentially end his career in, you know, as a Charger, and that didn't happen. I guess we also thought that Tom Brady would end his career as a Patriot, and that's clearly not happening either. So, you know, things things change. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and who takes his place over there, um, the Chargers Nation. Uh, Mackenzie, any risks, any risks, NFL uh, signings? I think one of the risks was probably giving big money to Tannehill. That was one of the things that everybody kind of like was shocked. This is our guy now. Mariota's gone. Um, you know, he, he basically coming from Miami, you would never think that this guy would be the top guy now for the Tennessee Titans, but he sort of worked out. Uh, Marietta did not work out at this point, so somewhat disappointing. Um, but I guess Brian Tannehill is the guy, and he signed a four-year, $118 million deal, will be paid among the league's elite quarterbacks, which I don't consider him elite, but this is what the salary is, and in just two seasons, uh, or I mean, guaranteed money, but you know, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Will he have to prove that to you this coming season? To be on the safe side, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And it's not a huge yes, but it's a, you know, can you keep, can you keep producing how you've been producing? Can you keep doing the things that you, you know, that can you keep getting over obstacles as you have, you know, your entire Because if he doesn't have Derek Henry, McKenzie, do you think that's off the table for you? If he doesn't have Henry, Tannehill doesn't seem to be as interesting. No, I'm not even going to say that because Tannehill's a mobile quarterback. And people, some people fail to realize that. Granted, the, the Vabral system down there isn't really meant for his quarterback to be super mobile. You know, it's, it's more of a pocket-passing offense, you know, offensive system. But when you have a player that's as dynamic as Derrick Henry, you are forced to have your quarterback essentially – be partly mobile as well. So it's going to be interesting. You think Coach Rayberg is trying to like replicate uh, Tom Brady? Because that's literally, I mean, he's a lot more mobile than Tom Brady, but he's still a pocket guy. And I mean, the way he played this season, it was kind of a good fit for him offensively. Where in Miami, it looked like there wasn't really much of a system there for him. Yeah, no. And I can, and I can see why, you know, I can see why you, you know, would think, or see that, you know, there may be, an, you know, emulation of, of a Brady-type system or a Brady-type um, package as far as, you know, Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill. But I don't necessarily think that's what they're going for, um, only for the plain fact, you know, they beat New England last, you know, in the playoffs last season. For that reason alone, you know, they, they, they upset the New England Patriots who were running a Tom Brady system. All right. So Cam Newton's gone. Carolina literally sweeps and wipes out everything that they had built on. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater, which uh, has it did pretty well with the Saints while uh, Breeze was out. Um, the acquisition in itself is a smart move for the for the Panthers. Uh, can they compete in the South at this point, given Tom Brady arrives in Tampa Bay? Yes. It's just going to depend on who is taking snaps under center. I mean, you still have Christian McCaffrey. 
Christian McCaffrey is a very dangerous player. He can, I mean, literally, he's, he's, he is their utility player. As far as offense is concerned, you can put him out in the slot. You can put him out in the shore. You can put him out in the tight end. You can put him out, I mean, he, he is your running back, so you can put him out as power back, too, and still be, have successful get yards, get touchdowns, you know, break. And Christian McCaffrey is good at breaking off for long yardage plays. And, and that's what that's what's going to be the kicker is who's going to be the person to give him you know give him those opportunities who's going to be the person to snap the ball and say here you know they're they're reading me go break off thirty five yards for a first down and then some like who's going to be that person and that's and I think that's what the the Panthers are kind of looking for right now. All right, um, Mackenzie, Randall Cobb leaves Dallas. In, in lieu of DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona, uh, O'Brien literally took, you know, let go of his best receiver. And I don't know if it's an internal issue there, like I said before, but if that happened, obviously he's gone. You got Randall Cobb coming in here uh, to be a primary true number one target. I just don't see Randall Cobb as a number one target. I don't know. I mean, when he was in Dallas, he wasn't a number one, you know, obviously being – you know, obviously being on the Dallas Cowboys, you had Mark. You're talking about like the Hopkins production numbers. I just don't see Cobbs being at the same production level as as Hopkins. That's my. That's my well, yeah, point. and that's that's you know that's what that's what I'm saying is you know Randall Cobb being in Dallas, not being a number one, and then essentially moving to a team with DeAndre Hopkins, whose production is even a little bit higher than some of the number ones over at Dallas. I'm not. I see. I honestly, I see Randall Cobb as a solid two-three option. I do. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. not saying that he can't be a number one. I I just don't see it because you have the other Hopkins. That's not. That's not how it goes. Yeah. Um. How about Jimmy Graham? Is he? Is it over for Jimmy Graham? He's been shifting from team to team. Uh, I don't know if this is. He's just a secondary quality player for me at this point. So the Bears at this point were just. I guess desperation mode for a tight end. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham can still get you yards. Jimmy Graham is a solid TI, you know, in fantasy maybe, TE. but he doesn't do anything for me in anything I mean, else. In fantasy, it was his yards, but no but, touchdowns. And, and I think, I think that's the thing is he, you know, he still has he still has, I would say, easily four or five seasons left. I think it's getting him into a system that's going to allow him to produce for those, you know, for those four or five seasons. Um, I mean, and the Bears don't really have a tight end. That is not something that they have. They have had. They had you know, Burton, but Burton's not my knowledge. Really. Yeah, Burton's not really that big of a, a playmaker in, in that sense. So um, the other, the other news, risky news is a lot of a lot of teams play for you know pay for defensive ends, defensive line tackles. And a lot of things don't pan out. So, Giants being a, a couple of teams, San Francisco. Um, so, free agency is still young at this point. Uh, yeah, linebackers, a lot of a lot of players shifting in to different teams just to solidify some of the front lines at this point. Um, but yeah, major players that are major major players that we just talked about here is is really the changes. But you know, the Chargers, I think retooling is probably the most shocker of all to let go of Rivers and Gordon at the same time. So we're going to keep tabs on the free agency uh, as we go ne- this n- next week as well. So a lot of the riskier plays, you know, 
was basically picking up and leaving certain players for other players. So uh, Arizona should be much improved as we're talking about here with Murray and, and Hopkins for sure. And then depending on where Gordon lands and Rivers land, that could be, a, a, you know, Rivers still could be a decent number two, number two backup if he doesn't get a starting position somewhere else. Yeah, you know, free agency in general. <laughs> this whole concept of free agency is it was, so If it was that kind of money coming to me, I would be more interested, right? But since that money's not coming yeah. to us, sorry, we have to just yeah, kind I of mean, shrug it and, off in a way. To be honest, Arizona, even even with even with last year being Murray's rookie season, um, mm-hmm. I mean he, you know he did he did things that most rookies only dream you know only dream of. I think between him out of his rookie class of all players in general, him, Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson, and oh Debo Samuel. Um, you know, most of them had those. Those four alone had decent enough rookie seasons. You know, to still be talked about right now, um, where you know the parts, bits and pieces, and parts of the rest of that class have you know have either been assigned to scout teams or you know are running the bench on the fifty-two man roster, you know, kind of thing. So, um, I think it's just I think it just goes you know goes to show you that you don't have to have a bunch of talent to make an impact. You just have to be consistent and be good at being consistent, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, Mackenzie, a move to the 14 playoff teams at this point uh, would mean about 43% of all NFL teams would qualify for the postseason, which remains greater than Major League Baseball and still behind the National Hockey League and the NBA. So, like the move? Don't like the move? Uh, I think, honestly, I think I'm neutral. Um, I think it, it gives, you know, it gives that next, you know, team that's on the outside looking in that next, oppor- you know, that opportunity to get in. Um, although I'm not real sure about the first round by league for the second place team. I'm not real I don't know how I feel about that, but I think everything else, is, as far as the new, you know, the new wild card and playoff system for the NFL, is, I think it's you're, you know, it's going to be a watch. It's going to be a trial and error. It's going to be a watch and see kind of, uh, kind of change. Yeah, I think it uh, it gives an opportunity for some teams to really get in there with where they would not have to, but then you also sort of dilute the fact that. You know, you're going to get a seven and nine team or something like that, or that's going to get in the playoffs. And but uh, we'll see how the formatting works out and, and how it turns out. But uh, overall, I think it's different. I mean, they went from ten to twelve, and now we're doing fourteen. So we, you know, we kind of adapted in that way. So, um, Mackenzie, before we get out of here, uh, what a crappy logo, my Rams. I mean, they were teasing up with the logo all freaking on Twitter, and then all of a sudden they <laughs> they pull it out and. What is this, you know, surfing horn? You know, I just, it's, oh, it's just bad. I don't even, I, I don't know. I, I'm not buying any of that. I'm not buying any of that stuff. It's, just, it's pretty bad. And you should have left it as it is and just, just add the gold, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin, the, <laughs> Kevin just, I don't know. 
he's lost it. So we, uh, <laughs> I put in my $25 for change.org on a petition to wake his ass up, but we'll see. You know, I just <laughs> If he screws up the horns on the uniform, he's going to have hell to pay. If he screws up the horns on the helmet, he's going to have hell to pay. All right? I'm just putting it out there right now. You know. The horns are iconic. The horns are iconic. I know. Okay? That's why I mean, it's I'm like, trying it's like, to figure out. It's like, it's like somebody screwing up your star in Dallas. You know, just replacing well, the star. Well, if anybody screws up that star, there's problems. I'm just saying. Because, how, first of all, how do you screw up a star? A five star. I know. Star? Like, I don't, okay, you know. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, do you really like your white and blue solid star, the throwback uniforms? I, it's, I mean, they're okay, but it's not something you want to see every weekend. Yeah, no, I don't have time for that. I mean, I like the old school Navy, like the all the yeah, old old school, I love, love those uniforms, but, and I would be okay with them for like half the seat, you know, half the season. Um, but if you had why mess with the logo? I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, I, I didn't say, I didn't have a problem with the horn. I mean, the, the horn issue or, you know, the, the Ram itself has been modified since we went to St. Louis. Even then, everybody crowd, cried a little bit and said, hey, you know what, because we took the uh, Notre Dame colors when we were in St. Louis, you know, the darker navy navy uh, blue and and the, the off off uh, gold, right? And everybody was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not it, right? So we come back to L.A., and they sort of hugged us, right? We come back to L.A., they give us a hug. Hey, we're going to give you back your, you know, your Los Angeles Rams, and this is it, you know. All the fanfare, right? We go back to the traditional colors and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden here we get this crap. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like this is not what this is not go. I mean, that's what we yeah, have the horns. Yeah, this was before. not in the original plan. Yeah, no. No. Oh man. You should have seen I mean, me. And, I, I and there was a teaser on there was a teaser on Twitter about the hat. It was a leaked tweezer, uh, 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 and and I looked at it. And I'm like, is that it? That's it, just a curl, a curl horn with the L.A. On, on the side? Are you kidding me? I'm like, come on. You can't. Anyways, they, if they screw up the helmet, uh, oh, they're going to have hell to pay. Okay? They don't, you don't yeah, screw up the helmet. y'all are not going to have helmet real happy. Like, uh... the, the helmet is, uh, that, that is like back to 1937, almost 1937. You don't screw up the helmet. If they screw up the helmet, that general manager is going to get fired. Yeah, I who oh, no, I hope they don't mess with your helmet. Oh, that would be that would not be very fun for anybody. Especially, do you remember? Like, do you remember when the the Niners uh, wanted to eliminate the oval, the oval crest, and they wanted to put some sort of forty er scripted uh, on the helmet back when yeah. Bartolo was and, owner, and, you see how that, and everybody went in an uproar. Yeah, you see how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I'm all for, you know, rebranding and recreating things. You know, super cool that sometimes that's what you have to do, you know, to, to keep things relevant as far as, um, you know, keeping it fresh, keeping, you know, keeping it up to date kind of thing. But you can update things and rebrand without really straying away from the origin of 
you know, of your team. And I think that's, that's what's going to be the biggest thing is if they go to, you know, decide, oh, hey, well, you know, we want to try to incorporate the new logo on the helmets, which I personally don't think is going to fly. Um, and I say I don't think it's going to fly with a lot of, um, you know, former players, a lot of um, Did you see Kurt it? Warner types. Pretty plain and basic. Yeah, and that's why I'm not real sure it's going to fold over with, you know, people that help make those decisions because it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't give you it – doesn't, it doesn't present anything fresh. Mackenzie, like that was a two-year – it was two-year design in the works. It took 24 months for somebody to figure that out and approve it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 24 months? Come on. I mean, like, I could have gone, on, you know, gone online and, and made a graphic design better than that in, le- in less time. It seems so clip art. Ordinarily clip art. That's why I'm, like, annoyed. And then he comes out and says, oh, this is two years in the making. No, it is not, bro. <laughs> what have you been drinking and smoking? Not. <laughs> they just took us, taking us for a ride. You know, they brought the team back to L.A., and then they figured, okay, no real hardcore fan base. They just think it's a, a, a little bit of a fan base. But, you know, we just gave them the middle finger on Twitter. It's like, no, you're going to pay attention to Oh, for to sure. That. Yeah, and it's just it, – it's more or less, uh, you know, how – how how you know how people country over I guess or world over I guess if you want to take away in the bigger Kenzie, I think we got salty. Are going to Can you say that the Ram fans got salty? We just got salty yeah, on that. Yeah, We're like, what? Yeah. What is what is up with this? Is, is right. out. <laughs> we, we, yeah. A little bit of yeah. you, I mean, of I, you rubbed up rubbed up on me and everybody else on the Ram fan base. You're welcome. By the way. Yeah, I am. I. I I, when I saw that, I was like, I, I wanted to go do a rant, but then I'm like, nah, nah that's not me. People are going to start turn around and go, what is he on? Is he on drugs? That's not him. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, this entire, like I said, free agency, logo, you know, recreations is just, you know, is all, I feel like it's all going to be better once NFL season starts, who knows when that actually is going to be, but I do feel like it's going to happen. You know, and all this stuff right now is kind of just filler because, you know, summer, spring and summertime is normally the slower time for sports anyway. So, so now I want to give a shout out to Dickerson for stepping up for the <laughs> Ram Nation. I want to give a shout out to Dickerson for stepping up for the Ram Nation, okay? That's, that's, my, that's my guy right there. That's my jersey. That's my idol right there. So shout out to Eric Dickerson for stepping up and being the voice for us. And he said it. It's a crappy logo. And I was like, yes, finally, quote, unquote. There you go. Look, you know, if, if, Eric, if Eric Dickerson don't like it, I can't imagine many other former players would be, you know, would feeling, be feeling any differently. Yeah, so I'm saying if you mess with the horns, Kevin Demott, I wish you very, very well to run out of L.A. Go back to where you live, because yeah. you will die, bro. There will be there will be a rioting mode if you mess with the helmet. Okay, it's either the white traditional '70s or the.
the gold. Okay, that's it. You don't get an option. But we'll see. Um, it's supposed to be Nike redesigning this whole thing. So we'll see. Um, oh all right. So we got to get out of here. But uh, thanks, everybody, for coming in and checking us out. Uh, WNFC CEO in the house. And you heard it here first. You can replay it. So uh, right now, WNFC is postponed until further notice. Uh, they are working on other things, as she was saying, on digital content, as well as the virtual camp coming up here on Thursday, April 2nd. Go to WF, uh, WFA, uh, WFAProFootball.com. For WFA, go to the WNFC. Um, so we'll see what, you know, in the next 30 days by May, uh, WWCFL uh, officially canceled their season. And you can go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. Get the lowdown there of everything that's happening in the women's game. Uh, if you have no clue, you go there at the hub and you get everything from insider stories, um, national press articles talking about everything from. Jen, uh, Jen Walter, Katie Sowers, on top of all the other uh, amazing things that are happening in the women's game. So go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And on top of that, I had the great news about our brand apparel, and I want to just announce we got the talented Debs Rodriguez of the uh, Lexwa Bajo, and she's our, no, our new no-joke football brand athlete. So if you haven't checked it out, go to – Facebook.com for slash no joke football and Mackenzie. Uh, uh, we're going to be announcing Mackenzie, the salty one, no joke football <laughs> athlete coming up here. So congratulations. Welcome aboard to the revolution. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the revolution. I'm actually ecstatic. I'm not going to lie. We have a lot of uh, amazing athletes, over 20 athletes, and we have them in every continent now. Um, shout out to K- uh, Cassie Cubas in Australia, Debs Rodriguez in Mexico, uh, the amazing Amanda Yours in Australia as well. Uh, we're going to be bringing on Lynn Ekberg of Sweden. We have uh, Nadia Bono in Mexico, Ellie Mazzola in Finland, Anna Butanina out of Russia, uh, on top of the talented U.S. players like Tatiana Blaze, as well as um, you have Donna Syke, uh, and then you have Stacy Jackman, Sasha Cruz, Lexi Demio, Anna Garza. Uh, so over 20 amazing, talented athletes now supporting our brand and supporting our cause of awareness uh, for the No Joke Football brand. So go to facebook.com forward slash No Joke Football. Get the gear at zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties up to 15% off. Use Zazzle. Thanks. So, Mackenzie, I mean, it's a uh, it's something that we started almost eight years ago. Our best month in sales was last month, the last 30 days, even with COVID-19 and all this stuff happening. So uh, really, really exciting for us. And a lot of our athletes are doing home workouts to just keep everybody uh, inspired and motivated, just like you're doing uh, home workouts as well, just to stay in shape, to get ready for the season if it's going to come up. So uh, I want to thank all of them for doing that. And we're uh, featuring them on our Instagram stories as well. So a shout-out to all the athletes. Absolutely, no. We like to stay in shape, so that's what we got to do, you know, until we're able to get back, you know, with our team's practices and get back to our normal workout regimen. We've got to stay on top of it while we're at home. That's, 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 that's a part of being an athlete. And I also want to thank Alisa uh, Patsky of Mexico, Sofia Venti, which I forgot to mention. Uh, so we have three amazing 
uh, Nojo Football Athletes out of Mexico right now. So uh, thanks to them for supporting our brand. Looking forward to it. So, uh, Mackenzie, I don't know. It's a, it's free agency is still going on. Like you, to your point, we don't know if we're going to have an NFL season, but that's all we can really uh, kind of dive in and talk about. Uh, next week, we're going to try to dive in to a couple of other folks in terms of what's happening in the women's game, and then we'll dive into a lot of a lot more NFL news. Uh, because of sports being halted completely, uh, our advice is the same. You know, follow your state government uh, guidance, including the federal government guidance, uh, so social distancing, and everything that's happening. So stay up to date on that, and you can go onto the social media sites. Almost every platform has some sort of update on COVID-19. So uh, everybody uh, be mindful of who you're with. Um, some of us have grandparents. Some of us have elderly. Some of us have compromised folks that we live around. So you got to be a little bit more mindful of you know, distancing, if you're coughing, if you're coming up with something like that. Um, I really, really appreciate everybody tuning into our podcast. And uh, Mackenzie, the best month this month, which is a week ago, not just for the apparel brand, but for our podcast, a uh, huge increase on Apple Podcasts, another uh, milestone on Spotify, and we're still trending a little high, getting to that next level on iHeart. But uh, thanks for everybody for listening and sharing and doing everything. So uh, thanks to you, thanks to uh, Nate, uh, Luis Bain, uh, and then you know uh, Holly Custis, everybody making the effort and listening to us and all the fan, fans uh, tuning in every week. Yes, we thank you all. You know, we can do without you guys. We really can't. Like, man, <laughs> Woo, the support, I love it. You know me, Arthur, I love me some support. And, you know, without, you know, the fans and, and you know, um, you know, customers from Zazzle and, you know, the, the whole – the whole spectrum of things that makes this podcast, you know, in your company spin, you know, is really the people. So we, we thank you guys. We really do. Yeah. I mean, I really want to give a shout out to Zazzle. Um, they've been uh, keeping us afloat for almost eight years and they're the ones that are support the show and obviously helps us be on the air to promote and bring awareness to women's tackle football. So uh, we couldn't be, couldn't do it without it. Otherwise we'd have to pay out of pocket. And you know how that goes when you have to pay out of pocket. That doesn't vote well for anything. So uh, you go to the shop, buying our gear, supporting Zazzle as well, the business there. And then we, the money that we earn from Zazzle and spotlight another talented athlete just like Mackenzie Brooks here. I appreciate all of you, Oscar. I appreciate you. You work your tail off, you know, and us co-hosts, you know, we, we do our best to keep up with you and all your you know, all your hard work. So, and also big shout out to you because if, you know, this is, this is your, you know, this is your podcast. If we didn't have you, none, none of this would be a thing. I really appreciate that. But, you know, it couldn't happen without a total networking and, and grouping and yourself and everybody else contributing. So really, really thank everybody for doing that. And we're doing it because we love the sport and we want to bring attention to it. And ultimately we want to make sure that it's mainstream and that uh, ultimately you, uh, we want you to get paid, right? That's our goal. Bring I, attention, yes, get it done. The, the goal is bring, get, get some girls paid. Yeah, we, you know, that's the ultimate goal is to, you know, essentially get paid to play this sport, you know, get paid to do the thing that we love. So uh, we're going to be here next week. Uh, we're going to kind of cut back on our podcast, probably looking at a 
40-minute window to an hour, and that because of the content and things that are not happening, uh, as much information. Normally, uh, we would do the podcast for about two hours, and that's because there's a lot of things that we can talk about and do things like that. But given uh, where we're at in terms of COVID-19, the standstill in terms of sports, the sports scene, uh, our podcast is going to probably get reduced to about an hour. So look forward to that starting next week until we get revved up again for new seasons and things like that. But uh, other than that, an hour is pretty good. And we'll be uh, back here next weekend, next Tuesday uh, for the Blitz. So for Mackenzie Brooks, the absent uh, Holly Custis, Luis Bain, as well as uh, Nate Ward. We'll be here next week. So, uh, Mackenzie, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. And thanks again to Odessa Jenkins, WNFC CEO, for coming in and kind of give us their lowdown in terms of the WNFC. Thank you, Oscar, for having me as always. All right. Catch you here next Tuesday if you can make it. Otherwise, everybody, replays. Uh, go to uh, Spotify, and you can go to iHeart and just uh, search Great Iron Beauties. Get us there. Or you can go to the hub at Facebook.com. Get the link there, and you're in. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.